Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry. I'm next to Austin Huff here. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. The podcast, you guys need to all go follow the podcast on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Instagram, it's at Tighten Up Podcast. And always remember to follow A to Z Sports on all social media platforms. We've got a really, really fun sode coming your way today. Back-to-back weeks where it's just Jack and I, you know, just kicking it old school. Um, No guests, just us tickling your your earlobes for the next, eh, let's say, hour. We've got a lot to cover. Clowny Watch 2020 rages on. Um, Josina Anderson actually has a huge update on this that we're going to get to and we're going to inform you with. Massive, massive news. The Titans made a front office splash hire. Jeff Fisher is our new mortal enemy. Yeah, you heard us correctly. We'll get into that in a little bit. Cam Newton obviously went to the damn Patriots. And we've got some emails and a remember the Titan. But before we get to Tuppen, let me talk to you about TennesseeTickets.com. The only place to trust with your money on the secondary ticket market. Here's a fun tidbit for you. 100% guaranteed money back if the games are canceled. So, like, and that's everyone's worry right now. That's the, are, you know, are games even going to get played? Who? It doesn't matter because if you buy your tickets with, through TennesseeTickets.com, they'll give you all the cash back. No gift card, no nothing like that. No, no, like, uh, store credit or any of that crap. It's literally just straight up cash right back in your hand. They've got great prices, free tailgates, both food and bar for all Titans home games that fans are allowed to attend. They've got awesome customer service, and you are supporting local business, which is what you should be doing right now. Uh, let's, let's help out our economy. Let's support local business. Use code TITANS20 for $20 off Titans tickets. And with all of that said, let's talk Titans. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is July 1st, 2020, and oh my gosh, it's already July. We're only two months away from football season, which I cannot wait. So, uh, well, hopefully two months from football season. Who knows? Who knows what 2020 is going? But speaking of 2020, we're going to start today's episode the way we start every episode with the latest and greatest of Clowny Watch 2020. So let me send it down to my colleague, Jack Gentry, for more. Jack? So Jadavian Clowney was signed by the Patriots over the weekend. I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Oh, I thought you were talking about Cami Watch. Cami Watch is what I was referring to, not Clowny Watch. Cami oh, Patriots over the weekend. We do have an update on Jadavian Clowney. It comes from Josina Anderson, who, when she breaks news, she only breaks the most important news. And she did this via Twitter earlier on Tuesday. She said as follows. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. I think you need to preface this a little bit more because this okay. is uh, if, if listen, if you're if you're standing, sit down. If you're driving, pull over. If your mouth is over open, close it because it's it, it's about to drop open again. If 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 Adrian Wojnarowski 
drops Woj bombs. This has got to be like a what is this like a Jose bomb or or an A maybe an A bomb? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like this is this is huge. This is huge news. And like obviously, like Jack and I joke every week about clowning watch. How there's nothing happening, but Josina actually dropped a piece, and you may have missed it over the night. That just just incredible. So Jack, sorry, sorry to. To, to step in there, but this needed to be prefaced hey, it, properly. It has, it has every NFL team and fan base on their toes. And Josina Anderson said, said this via Twitter, just got off the phone with free agent defensive engine, Avian Clowney. He told me at this time, he intends to sign with a team in quotes before the season starts. If everything still goes on time with the season in quote, Clowney also added quote, no, I have not narrowed down a final team. I'm still open in quote. Boom! You want to talk about wicked? Look, I don't know. I don't know if a tweet has ever won the Pulitzer single-handedly, but if if that's possible, that tweet from Josina Anderson deserves every Pulitzer for the next fifteen years. That is grade A for Anderson investigative journalism right there like that is just phenomenal work like 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 she's like she basically broke the news that Jadavian Clowney intends to sign with the team before the season starts big j journalism big Josina journalism before the <laughs> season starts and he has not narrowed down to a final team he's still open so this is earth-shattering news in the NFL the Titans the who who else is interested? The, the Jets aren't anymore. We know that. There's rumors of the Cowboys, the Saints, the Browns, the uh, the Seahawks are still in the mix. So so all of those teams that had, had their worlds just absolutely shattered. On I, I mean, the fact that he hasn't narrowed it down to uh he hasn't narrowed it down to a final team yet. Like I mean, I thought all this time he did have it narrowed down. He just didn't want to sign yet. <laughs> like <laughs> like that's. That's just incredible, incredible reporting because, I mean, it's, yeah, it's news to me. It's news that, like, I, I that he's still open to signing to multiple different teams. Yeah, and she actually followed up her original tweet. She said, it's my opinion from my phone conversation with Clowney just now that he remains confident about his value and worth and that interested teams have the ability to still pay regardless of the upcoming pandemic-impacted season. I sense zero shift in that belief. So Clowney still wants around $17 million. He would not like to forfeit that and sit the season out. That is what Josina Anderson told us, and for that we are thankful. Hold on. You mean to tell me that he's confident in his ability? I, and here I thought that 17 to $18 million price tag he was setting for himself was just, was just you know, happenstance. Low self to, yeah, right? Yeah, if, if you match that with the fact that he is confident in himself, Jeez, I like we've got a freaking <laughs> things are starting to add up. That was the that was a missing piece in the breadcrumb trail of news for for Clowny Watch that we've been missing for the past two months. So he's gonna play this season and he's gonna sign before the season starts. So Titans fans, there's still hope, but he hasn't yet narrowed down his list of teams Jeez. to one yet. It is still I'll tell you what Edward R. Murrow. Walter Cronkite 
and Josina Anderson, some of the greatest journalists this country has ever seen. You know your top-notch Big J journalism when your Twitter handle, your name on Twitter as it appears, is your Instagram handle. IG Josina Anderson is how her name is <laughs> appearing on Twitter. That is classic Big J. That's what they teach you in journalism. It's, you know, it's... Yeah, when you use your Twitter name to try and plug your other social media channels, like that's just as that's just as huge as it comes. That is, I mean, that's goodness. I, I'm pretty sure Anderson Cooper has his Snapchat name as his Twitter uh, bio name. What I take from this is the quotes that J- Jadavian Clowney gave Josina Anderson were that of a man who was just woken up by a phone call from Josina Anderson. Um, when he answered the call, he, he said, yes, I'm going to sign before the season starts. Why are you, why are you calling me right now? As he texted <laughs> agent, Did you give Josina Anderson my phone number? Jesus. And, and, and then his, his next quote, no, I have not narrowed it down to a final team yet. I'm still open. Right. I, I just can see him like rolling over in bed, looking at his phone, Josina Anderson incoming call. Oh, right. Damn. Yeah. He, <laughs> he probably said, he probably said, Josina, if I, if I had it narrowed down to a final team, I would sign with that team. I, I just don't understand. When Josina got these quotes, you think, oh, my God, people are going to care about this news. They're not going to make fun of me in the replies at all. But part of me part of me thinks she, the only reason she tweeted this was to show off that she that she had a phone conversation with Jadavian Clowney. You know, it's like it's just one of those things like it's it's the ultimate name drop tweet. Maybe. I don't know if Josina Anderson is married or has a boyfriend or what, but maybe, maybe, maybe like she's in a fight with her significant other and she was like, you know what? I'm going to tweet out that I was just on a phone call with Jadavian Clowney. See, and try and get like her significant other jealous. I don't know. Yeah, Jadavian Clowney is not a piece of meat, Josina. Do not use him as such. He's a future titan and we'll, we do not appreciate you. Yeah. Just, just. He- Hanging the Jadavian Clowney in, every, in your boyfriend's face or with your husband. I don't know. <laughs> Just dangling the Jadavian Clowney. Uh, that's disrespectful. He's not a piece of meat. I mean, he is to this podcast. Um, we, yeah, we, we will chew up anything and everything Jadavian Clowney whenever we get our hands on it. Like, uh, like this edition, um, according to NFL Draft Insider's podcast, which I'm I'm sure is on everyone everyone subscribed to. <laughs> um, Tony Pauline said, and I quote, "The team that immediately comes to my oh about this is about uh, who about Jadavian Clowney and where he thinks he'll sign." He says, "quote The team that immediately comes to mind is the Tennessee Titans." What's up? Shout out. Uh, he also <laughs> says, "I was told the two teams on Clowney's list as far as where he would like to end up are." Uh, are the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. He would definitely help both of those teams. Both teams are a little cap-strapped. All right, listen, Tony Pauline, okay? I I didn't have any problem with you prior to today, but you can't just start throwing out new team names into the Clowny Watch 2020. All right, we've been on this. We've been on the Clowny Watch beat since day one. And we are not about to add more contestants. It's it's like a you know it's like in the Bachelor. You know when they get down to the hometown dates, they don't add more new contestants. Okay, like we are we are at hometown dates. We are we are looking to introduce Jadavian Clowney to our parents. We don't want a new contestants added to this thing. 
Okay. It's, and, but I will say this to kind of, uh, I guess to tame Tony Pauline's take about the Cowboys and saints both being thrown in there, which look, I'm not naive enough to think that if the Cowboys saints and Titans are all vying for a free agent, the Titans are probably third on that list for whoever the free agent is just the Cowboys are a bigger name, better facilities. Uh, the saints are obviously, you know, they're, they're just a force to be reckoned with. They got a super bowl in the last 11 years. So, but the Cowboys Clowney's obviously asking for 17, $18 million per year. The Cowboys have just over 11 million in cap space. This is per over the cap. And the saints have just, just under 9 million. So Tony Pauline put their money together to sign Clowney <laughs> and one gets them for eight games and the other gets them for eight games. <laughs> they should do that. They, they aren't like, I would, would you take Jadavian Clowney for eight games out of the season? That's I'm, I mean, history shows last season shows. If you get eight games out of them, you may be lucky, <laughs> but has Jadavian Clowney. Wait, Jack, Jack, you can't knock our guy. We're supposed to be pro Clowney on this podcast. Pro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I was doing it. I was doing a bit, but, but, that was such a Hutton thing for you to say. Has Jadavian Clowney grown grown so accustomed to playoff disasters, playing for Tex- the Texans and Bill O'Brien, that he wants to go to the Saints, a team who are guaranteed <laughs> a playoff nightmare every time they appear in the playoffs, or the Cowboys, who who are so dysfunctional that they, if they even get to the playoffs, they're probably eight and eight, maybe nine and seven, and they'll immediately wilt in the first in the first round in the first game. So I I don't understand why those teams are are such such great candidates for Jadavian Clowney. I, I would think you'd want to go to a team who's coming off an AFC title appearance game with maybe your old defensive coordinator as head coach. That was yeah. ideal to me, but Jadavian Clowney's plans are clearly unpredictable. Unless you're Josina Anderson, then you know all of his plans. Yeah, well, I mean, I, so I, apparently I've heard that he has not narrowed it down to a final team, and he is, quote, still open, so... Uh, you never know with Jadavian Clowney. That's all you need to know about Jadavian Clowney. A man of mystery. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to say Titans news is extremely slow right now, but one of the topics we're covering this week is the fact that Adolfo Birch has been signed to the Titans front office. Yeah. Guys, buckle in because this is sports now, okay? Front office additions is the greatest waiver wire we have right now. All right? This is... This is <laughs> Huge news. This is the only thing we have to cling to, and we are clinging to it greatly. Uh, so Adolfo Birch, he comes from the NFL's league office, and he was one of three additions the Titans announced on Thursday to their front office. He has been hired as the senior VP of business affairs and chief legal officer. Wow, mm-hmm. Shout out Birch for rocking two hats there. He, he also joins... Uh, a new creative director for the Titans named Surf Melendez. If your name is Surf, like that's, I feel like you're only cut out for two jobs, creative director and or pro surfer. (laughs) Like, I I don't know. I just feel like that's, you're kind of limited as to what you go, but kudos to Surf Melendez for being the new creative director for the Titans. That, that sounds, his name sounds very creative. So I'm excited for what he brings to the table um, and just like with everything that like Nate Bain and all the social media people with the Titans have been, they've been kicking ass. So 
uh, I'm excited to see that addition. But then also, we can't overlook the fact that Dan Worley has been hired as general counsel. Big Dan Worley? Yeah, you better watch out. The rest, rest of the league better watch out because we've got Dan Worley as general counsel. We've I've got, got a- I've got all of, I've got Dan Worley's rookie card. <laughs> we have Adolfo, Dan, and Surf now in the Titans front office. Wow, that, that I mean, that's an all name team, if anything. And Adolfo Birch, I like the hire. I'm just confused at the timing. He's a chief legal officer, but where was he when the Titans had Kenny Britt? Where was he? Pat <laughs> Jones, Lindale White, any of these guys? Where where was Adolfo Birch then? Well, he was in the league office. He's He was Roger Goodell's right-hand man. And if most of you guys' memory serves you well, which, uh, I mean, I, I'm skeptical about in the first place, but you'll remember when the Ray Rice incident happened, the Ray Rice elevator incident happened, um, Roger Goodell just kind of tossed old Adolfo out to the wolves, made him do all of his all of his question answering on all of the big shows, first take, ESPN, where, wherever. Adolfo Birch was there getting steamrolled by every single sports personality asking about the Ray Rice situation. He really didn't show out very well there. But, I mean, he, he's a local. He, he's, he graduated Vandy Law, so he's smart. Yeah. Um, and, if any, and if any player decides to have some legal issues pop up, Adolfo will be there. Yeah, Birch spent 24 years working in the NFL, various roles, but most recently as Senior VP of Labor Policy and League Affairs. And he, according to this, he was a key figure in league office, including in matters of the personal conduct policy, drug policy, labor negotiations, employee development, and other issues. So hopefully he can, um, I don't know, help Titans stay out of trouble because uh, really don't need any of that. Uh, the Yeah, like you said, Vanderbilt Law degree and elected to the Vanderbilt Board of Trust in 2014. <laughs> Not to brag. Um, Want to know a fun fact about Birch? Jack, what what is a fun fact? Is it that fun? Oh, it's so it's so fun. It's so fun. This will probably be the most fun you've had in weeks. He is the son of A.A. Birch Jr., the first African-American chief justice of the Tennessee Supreme Court. <laughs> How about that? That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, he's the son of a Birch. The son of a Birch. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Titans, the Titans were missing some interesting characters in the front office after Steve Underwood. The man whose mustache went over his lips as as almost a a shag rug. Would. Yeah, that um, thing was. So I, that thing is like. <laughs> they're, they're missing personality in the front office. If these guys don't have personality, at least they have cool names. We can fall back on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Adolfo, Surf, and Dan. And Dan Worley, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I mean, here we are. We just spent five minutes hitting on three front office additions to the Titans. Um, again, things are, it's not that things are slow right now. It's just, this is the new normal. This is what we have to look forward to. Cause it, I mean, if football gets canceled, it's, it's going to be, this. it's going to be, it's going to be just more talking about front office hirings and, you know, like I, Dan Worley. What was that Daryl Waltrip commercial? You better you better come on down, CLDW. You think Dan Worley <laughs> walked around the Titans locker room saying that if like any of those guys have equipment issues or anything like that? I would hope so. I mean, as as general counsel of what does a general counsel do? It's just the team counselor. 
you got a problem with somebody on the offensive line, you go you go to Dan Worley. You vent Dan Worley. Oh, so he's like he's like the uh, if anyone watches Billions, he's like the Wendy Rhodes of yeah, the Titans. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we'll fix your performance issues. <laughs> Give you a peppermint on the way out, and then you. I don't, I don't understand what Dan Worley does. Look, he does something important. We know that. Oh, I'm sure it's. I'm, it, it, it might be the most important role that that the Titans hired this past week, but. You know, general counsel, it's like the most, it's the least exciting name for a title of a job. Just general counsel. Like, it's not even like specific counsel. It's just general. Dan Worley. We're the number one Dan Worley podcast. In today. Oh, without question. We are so, so pro Dan Worley on this podcast. Um, Hey, speaking of people that used to work for the Titans. Actually, I don't, that, that was a really bad segue. Um. Hey, Jack, is Jeff Fisher our mortal enemy now? Because if not, he is extremely, like, he's testing us. Like, he, I feel like that's all he's doing right now. He's, he's testing us. He's, he's pushing the limits, kind of like a, an angsty teen a, uh, or a rebellious teen. That's what he's doing right now. He's, he's pushing back and seeing how far he can cross the line before he really makes us mad and hits our, it's like that old MTV show boiling point. You know, he's seeing how mad he can make us before we just throw it because it all started when he went to the St. Louis Rams after he and the Titans parted ways. Okay. It's like, I love Jeff Fisher. I loved him as a a head coach. I hated when they parted ways with him, but then he went to the St. Louis Rams, literally the one team that kept him from being a Super Bowl winning head coach that kept the Titans from being a Super Bowl winning team that kept the, the writers of the movie Castaway from saying that the Titans won a Super Bowl in that movie. So he goes to the Rams and now, well, good show on McVay on his way out, which yeah, we, yeah. we Jared Goff for it was not Jeff Fisher's fault. It was Jared Goff's. He's a late bloomer. Right, right. Exactly. He, yeah. He had he taught Jared Goff how to walk, so Sean yeah. McVay could teach him how to run. Fisher drafted Aaron Donald. That, he deserves some credit for that. Oh yeah, like look at look. It, it's no coincidence that the the Rams made it to the Super Bowl the year after Jeff Fisher was let go. You know, like he developed them all. They probably would have won the Super Bowl had Jeff Fisher stayed as head coach. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. it's Sean McVay is really the one that's holding those Rams that Rams team back. Um, <laughs> but okay, so but now. Jeff Fisher is now apparently he's starting his own podcast. Mm. He, he tweeted out a, a, a preview or a, a teaser, I guess for his new podcast in the box with Jeff Fisher is what it's called. Okay. It's pretty, pretty lame name. If you ask me, that's uh nobody's asking me, but that I'm going to just say it anyway. It's a really lame name, but I'm just, I guess I'm just glad that someone of stature is finally venturing out into the world of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, right? there's, if there's one thing this world needs in 2020 with everything that's going on, I think we all agree that we, we need more podcasts in this world. And this, this announcement came on what typically for Jeff Fisher is just the tip Tuesday, a hashtag that he frequently uses on Tuesdays every week. <laughs> Which I don't know that. if I want to, I don't know if I, I want to know what, what I that hope, stands I, you, for. I don't know if he knows what it means, but I have to assume so. And he, he did teaser Tuesday today where he, he announced the in the box podcast. When Austin first told me this news, when you told me this first when you first told me this news, uh, mm-hmm. I said, Oh my gosh, if he's if he picks this one certain partner, 
they will dominate the podcast the podcast universe. Right, because every every podcast needs a co-host, you know. Exactly. Like you have me, I have you, and I'd say we're pretty kick-ass. Yeah, I like I like us. We're good. Um, <laughs> but but so when Jeff Fisher got snubbed for the Monday Night Football job, which of course he deserved, um, I could I, you I, imagine? Could you imagine I, Jeff Fisher in the Monday Night booth? Well, I wanted him uh. beside Jay Cutler in the in the booth. You put him, Jay Cutler, and some poor ESPN host. Oh yeah, kind of the the driver. To, to wrangle them in whenever they start talking about God knows what they would hunting or something, catching, catching predators on their ranch that are eating their chicken. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that Cutler would be a good, a good co-host for Fisher. I think that podcast would do really well. Right. And both, uh, I mean, mostly Nashville guys. Um, they're both, I think Jeff Fisher spends, lives most of the time in Nashville. I know he's up in Montana. And that's something every we other weekend. Is Fisher aiming to go um, national or local? Because if he's going local, it's we, we have to settle this. We, we gotta right. settle this one way or another. If it if this is if this is a football podcast, mm. I'm gonna be pissed. And be the straw that broke the camel's but, back. But if it's a if it's a fly fishing podcast I, you know what? I wish him all the best. I oh, hope he, I hope he crushes it. I hope it's the number one fly fishing podcast on the internet. But I just like Jeff Fisher. And look, I love Jeff Fisher. He tells great stories. I've heard him on the radio all the time. But I don't know how much like I could. I don't know if I could put headphones in and listen to him whispering into my ears the way he does. You know, like what did you ever know? Is like when Jeff Fisher talks, it's always whispering. He's like, He's yeah, a- I think. yeah so home run throwback was originally we practiced it every week and we ran we ran that play at the end of practice every day and it's like (laughs) i don't know if i want that i don't know if i want jeff fisher just whispering sweet nothings into my ear for an hour every week yeah it, it, it it would be very strange what if just what if this podcast drops on jeff fisher day july the 9th 7 9 that would be interesting what if it goes from the hours of 7 to 9 a.m. Every 7 to 9 a.m., once a week, you, you have you have the In the Box podcast from 7 to 9. I, I just feel like that would be right up his alley. That would be very on brand. I think that's how you handle this situation. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 do, I am a little curious, though, because if he does just the tip Tuesday and his podcast is called In the Box... I don't know. I just, I, it's, is Jeff Fisher aware of these innuendos he's making? Would you listen to a sex podcast with Jeff Fisher? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly might. I know. I know. Now that you say that, I'm now I'm like insanely curious, you know, (laughs) it's like Dr. Ruth or Jeff Fisher. Who would you rather hear your sex advice from? Uh, Jeff Fisher probably. He would at least tell it in a way that that would captivate me. Oh man. yeah, Jeff Fisher. No, but podcast in the box is coming soon. If, but yeah, if if only Jeff went six and nine um, every year, then it would be make for the perfect, <laughs> yeah. perfect sex podcast. Um, gosh, I don't know how we got went off the rails there. Uh, Jeff Jeff also said this. This is a funny quote that I I found this week. He said, if you coach 20 years in the league and you go 10 and six every year, you're the losingest coach in the National Football League. 
that's a half full, half empty type of thing. Yeah. Like I think that's like kind of in defense of him being tied with Dan Reeves for the most regular, regular season losses by an NFL head coach. Him and him and Dan, I think they're tied for uh, with 165. Most losses all time, Jeff Fisher. And he's like, well, if you think about it, if you go 10 and six every year for 20 years, you're going to have the most losses. But the thing is, Jeff didn't, Jeff didn't go 10 and six every year for 20 years. (laughs) He did like four times, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, he had, he had three years where he went 13 and three. And then he went, um, he had nine seasons where he went eight and eight or seven and nine, nine, (laughs) nine. Wow. That's quite a bit. That's quite a handful, Jeff. Yeah. Maybe if he does agree to stay off our turf, no football podcast, no right local interest where he tries to steal our audience. Maybe we will start, you know, making it more known. Jeff Fisher's great years, his, his happy years. Um, but that's completely up to Jeff Fisher and his future sex podcast to decide. What if he starts a Titans podcast? No way. Do you think Jeff Fisher will ever coach again? I don't think he will. He, he wants to. He, I, well, I don't he, think he will on the NFL level. I, I know a college in Nashville. That sure would make sense. Ah, Fisk. Yes, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured Fisk football needs a resurgence. Yeah, <laughs> butts in the seats. You bring in Fisher. Does Fisher. oh man, Fisher coaching Fisk? That would be tough for anyone with a speech impediment. Um, I just hope. Um, I just hope Jeff Fisher. Yeah, if it look if he's gonna if it's gonna be a sex podcast. All the best. Fly fishing, all the best. If it's a Titans podcast, we're done with you, Jeff Fisher. We are done with you. All right. So take this as a warning. All right. Here's here's your here's your here's your just the tip Tuesday for you. All right. We're done with you if you start a Titan Up podcast. Maybe we send our, our podcast tough guy, Donnie Nicky, his way. Maybe with 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 uh yeah. with a little message from us. <laughs> I think that'll get to him. Is is Donnie Nicky still tix, texting you? No, he hasn't in a couple weeks. Okay, all right. I just making yeah. sure. I because I, I was I was really hoping that Donnie Nicky was going to start becoming like a clingy girlfriend towards you, like <laughs> the, way, the way he was like sending you pictures. The like a couple of weeks after he came on the podcast. It's okay. We allow it. Donnie. You can send me whatever you want me. Well, not not whatever you want. Just <laughs> <laughs> he's going to start sending you like either like really dirty photos or um or like really insensitive like memes Jeff Fisher sex podcast Donnie. Don't, yeah don't send those our way it's gonna be like Donnie I don't know I don't think you can send these man um yeah but uh, look even if Jeff Fisher starts to tighten a podcast he will not be as big of a moral enemy of ours as Jonathan Auden sure. hey big news coming out of the NFL especially the AFC which I really don't want to get into um this is sad news. I already know what it is. <laughs> I think we all know what it is. Cam Newton is a damn patriot. I literally, Jack, and I'm not kidding you when I say this. I wrote down two words in my in, in my notes for this topic this week. What were they? Just two words. Well, suck. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a disappointment! You know, right when Bill, why don't you think you have Bill Belichick where you want him? Goes out and signs a former MVP, 2015 MVP Cam. Right. 31 years old. I was surprised that he was only that young. Uh, how, how did the Patriots go from former NFL MVP to a more athletic former NFL MVP as their quarterback? 
it's it's the Patriots. It's the Patriot way, you know. But but the thing we do have to to make us feel a little better, just as as Patriot haters, whether you're a Titans fan or not, Belichick without Tom Brady as his starting quarterback in the regular season, fifty four and sixty three. That's a losing record. That's around seven and nine. So maybe we're giving the Patriots <laughs> a little too much credit, and also. The Titans exposed them last year in the playoffs so much that their talent around the quarterback position is as bad as we've ever seen it, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair take. Um, I also think that paired with the fact that Tom Brady isn't the Tom Brady of old. I mean, you could you could see it all last season. Like they're they were they went thirteen and three, but you ask anyone in football, they would say like that was one of the worst thirteen and three football teams that we we've seen like it was, it was weird how they would, they would sneak by and win games and Brady just wasn't, didn't show the arm strength or the accuracy that he once had. And, but, but that's the thing that worries me is Cam Newton's the kind of guy that can make everyone around him better. And with his athleticism, there's so much more they can do offensively. And the Patriots are looking at teams like the Texans, like the, um, like the Ravens and seeing what, and, and the chiefs with what they're doing offensively with their mobile quarterbacks and running the ball more. And they're trying to duplicate that. They're a little late to the game, which is weird because usually Belichick's at the forefront of these kind of offensive changes and even just defensive changes, like whatever there's any new scheme in the NFL, Belichick's usually at the forefront of it. So he's, he's kind of playing catch up now, but he also he kind of had his hands tied behind his back because he couldn't do that as long as Brady was with the Patriots. So I don't know. It's it it. I'm scared. I'm <laughs> you know I said I'm scared now that like Lamar Jackson is like focused and you know said he's not going to look past opponents. I'm now worried that the freaking Patriots are what Belichick will be able to do with Cam Newton. And a lot of people will say, well, Cam Newton he hasn't been good since 2015, since that MVP year, which let us not forget that MVP year was damn good. That was one of the greatest offensive performances by any quarterback in the history of the league. What you don't want is a, a loose fumble towards the end of a Super Bowl game. That's what you don't right. want Cam Newton as your quarterback. <laughs> right, yeah, because he is not going to die for it. Oh. He is not going to jump into that pile uh, for that football. But, yeah, he hasn't. he hasn't been the same Cam Newton since 2015, but that's because he hasn't had an offensive line since then. Now – if there's one good thing about the Patriots offense, it's their offensive line. And I don't know. I just, I just think that I think that Cam Newton is, is going to be, he's going, I mean, he, to me, this move make to put it on a, on a Titans perspective, it moves the Titans down a peg in the pecking order of the AFC. And I think at best, the Titans were third in that pecking order at best. I'm not saying they were third, but I'm saying at best they were third behind the Chiefs and the Ravens. Now I think they're at best fourth behind the Chiefs, Ravens, and Patriots. It's interesting that you say that. And yes, I don't think Cam Newton could have asked for a better fit than New England under Bill Belichick. I think that's perfect. You have Julian Edelman as your a pretty solid receiver there. You have Mohamed Sanu. Um, that, that could work out. But from an odd standpoint, odd shark, has the Titans around the sixth best team in the AFC. The Patriots were just above yeah. them. They were just right there. The Titans are plus 2,800 to win the Super Bowl. 
Well, before this move, the Patriots were sitting at 2,500. So they had a little bit better of odds. Now they're up to now they're up to 2,000 flat, tied with the Colts, Packers, and Eagles. Um, but the teams ahead of the Titans, it, this confuses me. I, obviously, the Titans never get respect. It's the Bills, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Colts, the Chiefs, and the Ravens. So, look, does this move maybe put the Titans down a peg? Vegas thinks so. But what it really does is it kills the Bills. I mean, now, now the Patriots are possibly going to win the division again. And yeah, I was gonna, it, it, it was fun having the Bills – the Bills as the AFC East champions for five months there. Like that was that was a fun ride. They had a fun ride as the AFC East champions. And it clutters the AFC wildcard race. And really just that race in the middle tier of those teams, the contenders. It, it adds another team into the fray. The Colts, the Texans, the Titans, the Steelers, the Browns maybe even are all going to, the Bills are all going to have to jockey for those two wildcard spots. You know, there's, obviously there will be a couple division winners out of that group, but it does kind of clutter the middle up. Yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, the Titans don't get respect, and and I think that's true, but I also think it's it's somewhat fair because, and Chad Withrow made a great point a couple of weeks ago when we had him on. He said, "Remember, like, and a lot of people lose sight of this fact because of the great run that they had in the playoffs and the two great teams that they beat in the playoffs, but the Titans were a nine and seven football team last year." They didn't win the a- they didn't even win the AFC South. They haven't won the AFC South AFC South since 2008. Like this is still they're not a they're not a great team. Like yeah, they they picked it up once Tannehill took over, they they really picked it up. But you have to think that NFL defenses will adjust to Ryan Tannehill. He's not going to he's not going to put together the incredible season that he put together last year at least numbers-wise. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be good. Don't get me don't 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 uh, construe what I'm saying. But I do think it's fair that the Titans are what you said sixth best in the AFC. Sixth best odds in the AFC. I think that's fair, and I think that's in fact I think that's we should be happy with that right now with where the Titans were at. Yes, they made a run in the playoffs, but that's that's literally just a, a two game span. I think that the I hope that they can rise. Then this is the year to me that is will will tell us who the Titans are as a franchise. Are they one of those elite teams like like the Ravens that are always in that conversation for Super Bowl? Are they in the team like the Patriots? Yeah, they can do. Yeah, like the Steelers are the same way. Yeah, and and that is the question. That's always been the question with the Titans. Look, last year they were awesome towards the end of the season. What were they at the beginning? Uh, it was sloppy. It was a rough start. But, I mean, that, that comes along with the quarterback change and first-year offensive coordinator and a, a young Rabel making questionable decisions at times. But, look, it, it does. It, it, this this year is very important for the Titans. I don't think the Patriots stand in the Titans' way as it is. I think if the Titans can just worry about the AFC South, they they should they should have a good chance at winning this. You have, Phil, you have an old 11 children, Philip Rivers. He's got 11 kids to worry about, much less learning a new offense. Oh, man. Right, and, and then you have Bill O'Brien as the next the next closest candidate. With the Idiot. And uh, look, the Titans. The if all things go well and Brian Tannehill is healthy for every game and Derrick Henry is too, Titans should take the AFC South. But in the in the chance that they don't, which there's a fair chance, they haven't done it since 08. Kerry Collins was the last quarterback to lead the Titans to a division title. 
Um, <laughs> and Justin Gage. Don't forget Justin Gage. Then the, the Patriots will be there. The Patriots will be in the mix. No doubt about it. I don't I don't see the Patriots falling on their faces. I think they're right around that eight, nine wins that that the, the Titans are predicted to be around their win totals eight and a half. The the middle of the AFC, that that contending level of the AFC is is now a mess. It's now a mess. The Patriots are back. What I loved about this the most, though, and you can jump in right here in like two seconds, is right when the Patriots signed Cam Newton, Roger Goodell in the NFL wastes no time and just <laughs> hammers them with penalties from the 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 in, when they had uh, videographers in the Browns and the Bengals game. They stripped the Patriots' third round draft pick. Oh, you can have Cam Newton. We'll be taking your third round draft pick and a few million dollars as well. Yeah, which. I did love that too. That was probably of all the years Roger Goodell has been the commissioner of the NFL. That has been the one thing where I've been like, okay, that was a pretty, that was a pretty funny move. Like good, good on him. Cause you know, he's been sitting on that for a while. Oh yeah. Like they, that's not just a news jump that they, that they drop on a Sunday evening. They, that was really funny and very comedic in my opinion um, by Roger, but I don't, the $1 million fine. It's like, okay cool they they got cam newton for less than they got fined by the nfl for this punishment and the the third round draft pick there hasn't been a i don't know i just think that like taking a draft pick away from belichick would be like taking a penny away from warren buffett because the the patriots always have so many draft picks i'm just i'm just like that those punishments are nothing. And I love that it was like, I don't love it. I, I I'm actually super annoyed. The fact that it wasn't news at all because I mean, obviously Cam Newton being signed by the Patriots kind of dwarfed that news, but it's also like the fourth or fifth punishment that they've gotten for cheating. You know, it's just another Tuesday in the NFL for when, when the Patriots get handed down punishments. Um, it wasn't a violation of a probation penalty where they come down a little harder than maybe they should because they are repeat offenders. It was a third, a measly third-round draft pick. Yeah, I think the Patriots would trade Cam Newton for that third-round draft pick at any day of the week. Oh, without question. Um, I also I wrote about this on my website, Cork Bats, uh, but the last five months when the Patriots were bad, to me, were the greatest five months ever. <laughs> From the moment Logan Ryan like hop-skipped into the end zone and – to to Sunday night, right before the news was dropped about the Cam Newton signing, five greatest months in human history. And yeah, okay, sure, there was political discourse and social unrest and a damn global pandemic, but the Patriots sucked. So it's like, you know, does that would you take that? would you take one for the other? I don't know. I <laughs> I loved it. I loved the fact that the Patriots were terrible. And no one was talking about them going to the Super Bowl. It was it was phenomenal. I wish we could go back to those days. The Patriots were are now one Cam Newton removed from being considered worse than a team quarterbacked by Josh Allen. That <laughs> that's how miraculous the turn. I was. feel so bad for the Bills because the Bills literally were like, "Yeah, here we go. It's finally our time. We've waited twenty years. They just you got know, it, bigs." You know, yeah, they, 18 of which we weren't even we didn't even make the playoffs. Um we've we've waited 20 years. It's finally our division again. But 
like what's worse, like them getting that rope-a-dope of thinking that they're going to win the AFC East or losing four straight Super Bowls? Because to me, it's probably about the same. Because you, you think you're on it. You think you're turning the corner. You're, you're yeah. Now. You're like, oh, this is our year. Finally, this is our year. That's exactly what they said in the early 90s when they lost four straight. By default, you are the top dog. And right. you have positive momentum going into the season, unlike some of those Super Bowl seasons where you miss a field goal and, you know, you wish you would have had it back. And it's it's a more of a season, an offseason spent with regret than than hope, which is what they had this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, the Patriots are uh, just get ready. If if you're P- Patriots fatigue. Um, I'm glad they're yeah. back, man. I, I, I want to I want the Titans to bury them one more time. Oh, shut up. Don't say that. That's, you know, that's zombie. And he may be back to life for the time being. No, you know who you are? You're that girl in, um, no, no, no. You're freaking, you're Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I know what you did last summer when she's like, I'm not afraid of you. Huh? Come after me. Like that's, that's who you are right now. You're the, you're the, you're the kid in, in final destination who's taunting death. And you know who always wins death. In those movies, and that and that that actually brings me to another point. The Patriots, the Patriots are a a a a Hollywood movie. They're they're the serial killer, the zombie, the the monster in a Hollywood movie. Because right when the Titans drove that stake through their heart back in January in the wild card round of the playoffs, everyone was like, "The Patriots are dead." When Tom Brady left, everyone was like, the Patriots are dead. But you have to think, every single horror movie that has ever been made, the bad guy always dies, but then he always gets one last just breath of life, and he comes back up for one last kill. And he and he and like right when you think he's dead, they they have that dramatic slow zoom in on the body, and then he jolts back to life. That's what the, the that's what the Patriots are doing right now. They've come back to life, and they're going to try and get one last kill. I get it, uh, and maybe maybe that's what I am doing is taunting death. But if death is coming for anyone, it has to be the man with cut-off sleeves and a hoodie up there, right? Or maybe <laughs> no, Robert he, Kraft is boss. No, he, is death. Death is death. he is death. He is death. Do you ever notice how both um, the Grim Reaper and Bill Belichick wear hoodies? Ooh, that's true. The, the Grim Reaper had his staff. Bill Belichick has his play sheet. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Okay. I'm buying this. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm it's, it's, it's I'm just, I, I, I'm just t- confident in the Titans running game in Tannehill and most, most of all, Brett Kern. It's in January. You're going to be like, I wish I never would have said that. I'm glad that the Patriots are back. I just know Like I've, I've, I've lived this story one too many times. I've seen this movie. This is literally like, like Friday the 13th part eight, you know, it's like, we've seen this movie one too many times. They're all the same. And the killer always somehow lives and the sequel is made. That's the way it is. We need to have some bet. If the Patriots end up beating the Titans in the playoffs, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm willing to do almost anything besides speak on Jeff Fisher's sex podcast. All right, we've got, before we get to remember the Titan, we've got an email this week. Um, if you want to send us any emails, the, our email inbox is always open, except for from Jeff Fisher or Donnie Nicky, because I feel like they'll send us just dirty emails. Uh, this, uh, our email address, titanuppod at a to z sports nashville.com. 
It's tightenuppod at a to z sports nashville.com. Literally save save that email to your to your phone. And then you can just you can just literally just send us an email whenever you think of anything Titans that you want to want us to hit on any topics. If you guys get in any like uh, debates amongst your friends that you want us to weigh in on, let us know. Send us an email um, like our guy Alex Touch did this week. And Alex Touch wrote an email and the subject reads, remember the Titan Tommy Campbell. Um, but as we read this email, I think I think he means dumpster dive. But. He writes, Alex writes, I had the highest of hopes for this guy when the Titans drafted him in the seventh round in 2011. His measurables were off the charts. He hung around as a special teamer for a few seasons. He actually scored a touchdown on a punt return trick play in 2012 against the Lions. This game in general was one of the most bizarre games in Titans history. But how most people know this name is because of Madden. When I tell you this guy was a stud on Madden, it's an understatement. His overall rating was awful, but his speed and jumping rating were both in the high 90s combined with his 6-3 frame. Lastly, the spelling of Tommy is a complete power move. Love the show, guys. First of all, love you, Alex, for that email. That's that's incredible. If anyone understands a guy being better in Madden, than he is in real life. It's me with Kevin Dodd in my franchise because <laughs> Kevin Dodd is absolutely crushing it. Still is, by the way, if anyone wanted an update, just absolutely. He had an interception in a game as a defensive lineman. So like who needs that? Club? Oh, he's incredible. I love Kevin Dodd. Um, he, he, I love him in Madden. Sorry. So when everyone, when people badmouth him in real life, I'm always like, like it always takes me a second to be like, wait, he's bad. <laughs> but so he brings up Tommy. Um, he brings up Tommy Campbell, which is a great dumpster dive. Um, because the, and I think someone may even brought one of our guests, I feel like brought up Tommy Campbell as a dumpster dive of a guy that they thought was going to be great. Jim Wyatt did. Jim Wyatt. did he? Okay. Yeah. 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 Tommy yeah. Campbell is his. That's right. Yeah. So did good, good Alex, you and uh, Jim Wyatt on the same page there. Um, I think I remember yeah, the, kick return. the kick return he's talking about. I, think I, I, I remember it too. Mario, I think Mariani or Mariani, however you say Mariani, I say it like Mariota. Moonshine. Moonshine received the kick. I think he took it up like the left side, and Tommy Campbell was like hauling ass, sprinting down the sidelines, takes like a handoff and just runs the other way, and nobody touches him. Yeah. Um, he also made a great point with the spelling of Tommy. Because it's spelled T O M M I E. To me, he he spells he spells his name the way a salutatorian of your grade would spell it. Not a guy, a girl. Like a girl named Tommy. Like sounds like a girl that she's like smart, but not valedictorian smart. Because a valedictorian is always named like Chelsea or something like that. But Tommy with an I E, like that's like. Yeah, that's 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 the way a a a, a girl named Tommy would spell it. Am I am I wrong in saying that? Tommy w- with two M's and an I E sounds to me like an up and coming boxer from Boston in like '85 who wants a crack at the big guy. His name is just Tommy. <laughs> right. Tommy Two Hands or something. Yeah, yeah. Tommy. Tommy is definitely in the mob. He's definitely he's definitely sitting in the corner booth of an Italian restaurant. He's not. 
he's not the furthest into the booth though, because it's one of those round tables. He's not the furthest in. He's he's on the edge to where he can get up and has to like if the mob boss wants out of that corner booth, he has to stand up to let the mob boss out. He so he's not like the he's he not won't. the head honcho, but he's you know. He won't ever buy the buy the appetizer, but he'll he'll chip in. He'll he'll pay his price. He just won't ever buy it. He's not a big ball. Right. Tommy with an M M I E. You know. Uh, Tommy. Tommy's Tommy's eerily close to Tammy, which is like everyone's mom's best friend's name. And mommy without an M and with a T is Tommy, right? But I guess there's a Y at the end. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's the spelling, man. That's the thing. That's the craziness of Tommy Campbell. Tommy Campbell, dumpster dive just for the way he spells his name. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm all for it. Um, Alex, thank you for the email. That was awesome. You uh, appreciate it. Uh, feel free to write back whenever um, at tightenuppod at a to z sports nashville.com. Now it's that time of the week. Remember the Titan. Jack, you want to you wanna lead things off or you want me to go first? I would be honored to lead things off. I'm going to do, I'm going to lead things off the right way. I'm going to pick a, a former Titan. Who played his college ball at Ole Miss? Now he played a position where the Titans have struggled year in, year out, decade in, decade out. He was a he was a return man. Now he was more of a utility guy. Dexter McCluster, run DMC. Oh yes. So he he played a little bit of receiver, a little bit of running back, but he mainly did his damage in kick returns. So the Titans brought him in after a Pro Bowl season in Kansas City. What does that mean? Well, it's the year 2014. Nothing good is happening <laughs> in Nashville. So just like most of the players on the Titans, McCluster comes in from from where he did have success prior and comes in and it kind of falls apart and unravels a little bit now. He, he, he did he did most of the returning, but he was featured uh, in the in the ground game and as a, as a pass catcher out of the back backfield far far too often. I mean he, he had over 500 yards uh, Total rushing and receiving combined in 2015. It, look, he was one of those guys who was an exciting guy to bring in. He, he, he was meant to stir up some excitement in the fan base. Just didn't turn out that way. Was it his fault? Was it the system's fault? Was it everybody's fault? Probably. But yeah, run run DMC Dexter McCluster is my guy. You want to talk about just awkward names for a, a football player, Dexter. Dexter. Just like that's not it's not a common there's not a whole lot of Dexters in the NFL. No, I don't know if there's one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Is there a Dexter in the NFL? That's that's a question I should ask Siri. Um, you you said that the, the you know he came to the Titans in 2014, so obviously there was nothing going on with the Titans then. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot going on with the Chiefs then either, because that was like right before the Chiefs started to take off. Like that was back when the Chiefs were terrible. Um, which is funny that it's now how the, you know, the kind of, the pendulum has kind of swung in the other direction now, but yeah, Dexter McCluster, I really wanted him. I was excited when the Titans signed him and was kind of, he, he was a Bishop, Bishop Sankey of sorts to where I was a little disappointed that he wasn't more of what he, I thought he could be a Javon ringer before Javon ringer. Or maybe oh, after Javon. when did Javon Ringer even play for the time? Either way, no Dexter McCluster. He was he was speedy. He was fast. He had cool dreadlocks. Just the full package. Yeah, and an Ole Miss guy, hotty toddy. Go Reb. <laughs> All right, my remember the Titan this week is one Benjamin Lashawn Troop. Ben Troop, 
the 40th overall pick to the Titans in the 2004 NFL draft. He played with the Titans 2004, 2005, 2006, and 2007. During his four years with the Titans, he made 106 catches, just over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. Obviously, a, uh, yeah, not quite the Delaney Walker that I think many of us thought he could be. Um, came out of Florida. He was the tight end from Florida who didn't commit double homicide. First team. Yeah. It's a, and it's an important distinction. First team, all sec in 2003, first team, all American in 2003, sec champion in 2000. I don't know why I'm reading you this entire, the, the reason I made him my remember the Titan this week, I found out this tidbit about him. Okay. <laughs> apparently he was nicknamed. <laughs> Apparently his Titans teammates nicked him, nicknamed him Troop Skadoop. Troop Skadoop. Um, I want to know who gave him that nickname. Like that's the dumbest nickname I've ever heard. Kerry Collins seems like he's the likely <laughs> likely culprit there. Yeah, Kerry Collins, because that is a it's a very white nickname. <laughs> like it had to have come from Kerry Collins. Like it's like, hey, hey, the troops, troops, Skadoop. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Troops, Skadoop. Right, like that's like that's like the nickname your your girlfriend's dad would give you. You know, like your your high school girlfriend's dad would be like, hey, troops, Skadoop. You know, like trying to fit in and trying to like relate to you. It, to me, that's the Ron Zook of nicknames. <laughs> ben Troop's a good one, though. If if I'm power ranking Titans tight ends, uh, hold on, hold on. You mean Troop's Kadoop? <laughs> Troop's Kadoop is a good one. So if I'm power ranking Titans tight ends, it goes Wycheck, Walker, Scaife, Aaron Kinney, Troop's Kadoop, <laughs> and Stevens. I think that's fair. And Johnu Smith and Perk for TBD. But I think that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah. Should we start calling Janu Janu Skadamu? <laughs> like, should we like I, I kind of want to give these nick like the troop skadoop nickname treatment to every Titan on the roster. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Suck ups no, that's he's gone too. We will oh, yeah. think of a good one. We'll think of a good one. Troop Skadoop. Janu Janu yeah, Skadanu? I don't know. I sound John, like John. Johnny's <laughs> like I, I read that and I started laughing out loud. I was at my laptop. I read it on my laptop and I was, I started laughing out loud. Was, Troops skadoop. Thanks a lot, Carrie Collins. Ben Troop hates you now. And like this was this wasn't like the I mean, I guess it was the start of the bad years of the Titans. Like it was starting they were starting to go in their lull when they when they when Troop Skadoop was on the roster. I so maybe that's why the nickname was bad. Like maybe if he joined the team in 2000, 2001 when the Titans were one of the premier teams in the NFL, that he would have had a better nickname. Troop Skadoop. It's like that Kanye West song. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like the lyrics to that song Scatman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it's just anyway. All right. Um I guess that does it for <laughs> we're going to troop skadoop out of here. Jack, uh, I find Jack on Twitter guys. Jack is hilarious on Twitter. If you're not following him, I just need to say that I need to vouch for my guy. 
There's no reason Jack should have as few Twitter followers as he has. At Jack A. Gentry, if you're a Titans fan, you need to give him a follow. Uh, uh, there was that guy on Twitter who kind of went viral for listing off the 370 top porn stars in of all time, which don't even I don't even want to know how he got that many. I don't think I could name 370 athletes. And this guy did ranked them. He ranked them from a one to of, 370. A lot of research, porn stars. A, a lot of chafing goes into. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. That's a freaking a swimming pool, an above ground swimming pool worth of jurgens that he went through. Um, so yeah, so he named he did that. So Jack took it upon himself to name the sixty nine top titans, and it's not up for debate. So it's go correct. give him a follow. It's the correct list. Oh, it is the correct list. Uh, I would maybe put Donnie Nicky a little higher than you did, but I also like that you put him at number sixty nine. <laughs> so go follow Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. I'm at Austin Huff. Um, follow the Tighten Up Podcast at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. This week we've been we've been every day at one, and for the next couple of weeks, every day at one, um, we'll be doing our Tighten Up trivia, which is something that Jack and I put together th- with the help of the A to Z sports guys. They um, it's literally Titans fans going up against it and answering Titans questions. And it's fun. And even if you're, if you're a Titans fan, you will love watching it and love playing along um, while you sit on the toilet and poop is where I assume most people watch it. The poops um, yeah. Yeah. Poops. Um, <laughs> so Jack, uh, before we go, I'll oh, follow A to Z sports too. A to Z sports that, that you can also find it on there as well. The Titan up trivia. Jack, anything for the road? Uh, not really. Uh, just just wear a mask now. Now that you have to in Nashville, just just wear a mask. Just do it, please. Do do it so we can watch Derrick Henry just run a freight right. all over the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's not it's not a political thing. It's literally like it's a global pandemic. Like this has affected literally the entire planet. It's not just a U.S. Like liberals are, are trying to get you to do one thing, or or you know right wing people are trying to get you to do another thing. Like it's not that's not the case. It's the help right? It's 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 literally affected the entire world, and we don't want it to affect our football season. So just do that. All right. Um, I guess. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say. I guess until next week we're gonna troops skadoop up. Um, but no. Uh, until next week. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans.